Hello, everyone, and <laughs> and now it's Wah, and I'm Chris, and now it's also DocuSweeties. Tell us about DocuSweeties. We're longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. <laughs> Through our own dumbass lens, honey. It's such a dumb lens. I mean, it's like, we're, no, we're like messy. We're like, we're not organized. We like barely rehearse, but we're here by the skinniest, britchiest, stringiest last string of our hairs. Why it, won't you just let me do it over again? Why do you have to force me to forge through? Because that's what it being a theater person means, honey. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so hey guys so we're here to talk about the most hated man on the internet part mm-hmm. three so mm-hmm. if you've been on this wild ride with us you understand that at this point we fucking hate this man and we want the worst to happen to him and we think at this juncture we're gonna get that we're gonna get the 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 storytelling of this docuseries is gonna be in a a, a present in a box wrapped with a bow mm-hmm and um, I'm going to say I was disappointed, honestly. But let's just tell you why. Let's tell you, let's tell you what's going on. So we start off this episode with them introducing us to yet another writer, <laughs> someone who is now writing for Rolling Stone, a magazine, mm-hmm. and someone who's very excited to cover Hunter and all of his shenanigans. And uh, she talks about what a wild ride it was. And I just, when she talks about it, I'm just like, ew. There was, you know what, I there was this early aughts and aughts like vice.com and like there was just these badass, messy, drug-fueled, iconic writers and people and influencers that took over like sceny scene underground moments. The I aughts think. though, none the aughts, the 2010s. You know, I think it started like, because I think it's like, you know, it's like my journal going into Tumblr, going live into. Journal? Yeah. Live, you said my journal. Oh, live journal, MySpace, live journal. Yeah. MySpace, live journal, going into Tumblr, this kind of, you know, wanting eyes on you and wanting to be kind of badass and like messy and just like authentic writing. There's just something that I think there was something about that. It makes me think of like Kat Marno. So this woman goes on his DJ tour with him and she sees him <laughs> yeah. again. I have Coke on penis and drinking <laughs> vodka out of vagina. I don't get this. Okay. Can we just talk about this for a second? No. Okay. Is there a shot glass that you insert and you do it, or like what I like? You just like you just like you just angle yourself up and then just this pour some in. Do. I think you do. Like a, I think a girl just lays down and he puts a bottle, an open bottle of vodka in a vagina, and he just like thing? pours. No, oh. just pours, right? Because like and then laps it up like a kitten, and then she has to like sit on his face. This is weird. This is weird white people shit. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sure black people do it too. But like this to me is quintessential. <laughs> this woman could have easily gotten a yeast infection by putting alcohol up her vagina. Yeah. I mean, it burn. Doesn't it burn? I mean, I it's mean, alcohol. It's just like crazy. And okay, so one this time, whole time. One time what? Tell me. <laughs> one time. One time. Oh, no, you what? Go- <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. One time okay, what? Okay. One time. I was with a group of girls and we had hired a male stripper. Okay. And he came and he, I don't remember if it was me to him or him to me. I think it was actually both. 
we did shots off each other's bodies. And what we did is we poured, I think it was tequila in our belly buttons and then had one of those like gummy lifesaver candies like on your thigh. So what you would do is you would be like in a 69 position and you would like go, you know, so like you're coming over the person and you can like drink the tequila from that person's belly button. Now here's the funny thing. I have a cavernous any, you know, like, so like really a whole shot could fit inside my belly button. It's big. If you're on Patreon, this is what you get. You get to see it. Anyway, so this, anyway, so the stripper has like a skinny, skinny in, uh, Audi, you know, Audi. So like barely anything could fit in. But yeah, no, I took like, you know, like two drops of tequila off that man and then like sucked as a chaser, like a gummy lifesaver off his thigh. And then I'm sure I like, you know, piddle paddled away and thick, you know, platform thongs and lived my life. Is that why you didn't want me to get you a stripper for your birthday? Because you had had some weird stripper like experience as a youngin that you thought for whatever reason that Wahimelina was going to allow to occur. You know what? Here's the thing. I think that I am trying to live in my elegant Christine miss which... i just wanted that man to flip her a couple times and it would have made her life but okay things conspired against me namely cousins who i don't know and ruined my life okay. so w- this whole time i'm now wondering what about his girlfriend because it feels like from a storyteller point of view it was irrelevant to have the girlfriend there right yeah she just is like it was crazy the whole time and then they show pictures of her she looks very different and then but i mean you know god bless her because she's going through it. It, it. it isn't even like her confessionals are especially expressive and, or does it seem like she is having authentic specific details? Like it really is just be noise. But noise. it's also like oddly cinematic. She's the only person besides Charlotte. Charlotte has a couple of B roles where she's like on the computer, fake typing and like looking through her phone and doing stuff. But girl interrupted has scenes of her, like sitting in a window, laying on her belly in like a chaise lounge, looking at her phone. Like it just, there's so many cinematic shots of her that I truly believe that she knows a producer or knows someone in this because what she brings to the storytelling does not bode the amount of attention she is getting from the editor or whoever, the director or whatever. It is very confusing because she affects no change. She never tells him to stop. She never tells him it's too much. She, When it gets that way, the girl just buys a plane ticket and goes back to New York City and is sad that she was so in love with this person that she was a part of it, but never is like, I tried to stop him. She says, when you're young and in love, I just like, what the fuck are you talking about? So anyways, the FBI has now figured out due to their sleuthing and Charlotte's sleuthing that there is a reoccurrence of a person by the name of rich guy or some, some Gary Johnson, I think was one of them. Like, you know, yeah. And then that person is named Charlie Evans. And he has, it was linked to him. So he's not even a good hacker. Like he's a hacker, but he's not a careful hacker. You know what? This is like the advent of this. It's like a two, he is getting around the two part authentication. So what this man would do is that he would hack into one person and then he would message people on their friend list and be like, hey, wah, this is me. Like he would pretend to be me and be like, wah, 
I'm blocked out of my email and I don't have my phone. I'm so dumb. Can I send my code to you? And then you just tell me and you're, and you're like, Oh, okay. Like, this is like early, like, okay, that's nice. You know, like you trust me. It's like my face, like messaging you on Facebook, like blink, blink. And so you do. And then immediately you get an email saying that your email password had been changed. Yeah. The hacker, Charlie Evans would go in, change your password immediately. And, and then in a recovery email, Add this dumb Gary Johnson email, which is, by the way, messy AF. But yeah. he did it for some reason to, to gain access again to these women's emails. And then would go through and find the pictures Yeah, there. But you have to know about email stuff in order to even know to look to see if there's another account in your account. Like when I saw that, I was like, that's on Gmail? How do I get in there? And like Gmail is literally always bugging me to do stuff. And I'm like, leave me alone, leave me alone. But it's because of shit like this. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, somebody's signed in on this. Is this you? Like, hey, is this you? Because so much of the shenanigans that has probably occurred where you've trusted your emails. Now, I don't put anything sensitive through email anyway. So, like, again, this wouldn't be me. But the same thing, I'm sure, with the cloud, Apple. I don't know any of that shit. So, like, it could happen. But anyway, so the FBI then goes through all kinds of records and they end up linking that email account to a guy named Charlie Evans who just like lives in the suburbs of California somewhere. Right. Yeah. And so they were now able to connect Hunter with Charlie Evans through a raid that they performed on in Hunter stuff. Now, now we know why in all the hacking movies, like whenever there's like, there's a raid, like people like take out their hard drive and literally smash it. Mm -hmm. It's so that the FBI and the enforcements or whoever can't go into that hard drive and pull anything out of it. Yeah. 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 No, no. He's living at his parents' house, which again is like, what the hell are these parents and who are these parents? Can you imagine like, even after this, like even after watching your son on two dumb talk shows, like look like a fool, he's living at your house. And then the FBI FBI comes and takes all his mobile devices. This asshole, by the way, doesn't want to say what happened. So all he does is tweet like, gonna have to get some new mobile devices. And then Charlotte, who honey has been checking his refreshing that Twitter feed all the time is like, ha 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 ha, it happened. And probably at that point, it's like, look, Charles, look what I did, you asshole. You know, Charles is like, oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Don't you, she got the FBI involved. Yeah, so Charles and Charlie are two different people, you guys. She's talking about the husband and Charlie is one of the guys who also is the hacker. So what happens then is that at this point, the girlfriend, after the raid, she called the, his mother calls her. Yeah. And she refuses to think that anything that he was doing is wrong. Again, we said she's so in love. But then what he does wrong is that he goes on, he takes his little sticky fingers and goes onto Twitter and comes after James, the Marine. And he calls James, the Marine, a pedophile and says that he's going to go and like rape his wife. Sorry, tri- trigger warning, you guys. Yeah. In front of, in front of the kids, right? And so... This whole docu series is a trigger warning. I mean, you know, in the sense of yeah, with the all the comments. I mean, to watch with this, they every comment is horrible that these people say on the internet. Go ahead. Yeah. So he, James is pissed, but guess who else is pissed? James's friends. James has friends again. Like I said, a high and low places. I got friends in low places, and one of his couple of his friends are in the internet group called Anonymous. And Anonymous then goes, oh, hey, hey, you, hey. We were gonna, we we know you, but we weren't gonna get involved because we had like literally Russians to take down. Mm -hmm. We were literally bringing down uh, countries and governments and shit. You know what I mean? But now we see you. 
<laughs> and we have Hi. a reason to come after you. Hello. So what they do is they send out this PSA and they, they put it public and they say, Hunter Moore, we are coming after you. And they do. They disrupt his whole entire life, which James feels is inappropriate and very illegal, but he enjoyed watching it. They raid his his bank account and they supposedly give allegedly give money from his bank account all of them to women in women's shelters mm -hmm. they also send like tons and tons of dildos to his parents house they literally erase him and they kill him they take his social security number and shut him down so he can't leave the country they box this man in I, when you're his parents getting boxes and boxes of dildos like what do you think there i would have killed to know yeah like that is incredibly satisfying. This anonymous moment is like a big win in the documentary for uh, for me. I really, I thought it was great. And James in itself, like, you know, we love that man so much. So at this point also, Wendy Wu also gets some great B-roll. Wendy Wu is on the case as well, trying to build this case. And she gets a lot of like, I'm writing down things on a yellow legal pad evenly spaced because I'm doing my due diligence, you know? She's looking out of windows in high-rise buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I She's, love her. She, yeah. But yeah, the FBI has to always be like, it's slowly happening or we're just like, going to do it slowly or whatever. Then we cut to the girlfriend, right? Yeah. And she then goes into the secret hidden file in Facebook. And let me tell you, I didn't know that there was one either until one day I was yeah. searching around in my Facebook in probably 2014 or 13. And I actually found a message from a guy, a friend of a guy that I had been dating who like went into prison. If you guys uh, watch my love after lockup, you know what I'm talking about. So I know what she's talking about when she says she found the secret thing of when you're sent messages from people who you're not friends with it goes into like an extra message bank that you don't necessarily pay attention to unless you're just kind of going through and then she finds all manner of begging and pleading from these people asking her to ask her boyfriend to take down the photos and you guys you have to remember that this happened maybe a year and this is all what we're talking about these three parts is a year and a half Mm -hmm. It's a year and a half of torment for these folk. Mm -hmm. And so she sees messages and one of them in particular breaks her heart and it gets sent to her twice. And I think five times. I think she said five times. And she then just feels so bad that she, like I said, hops on a plane and goes to New York City. His cheating, his drinking vodka out of vaginas, his, his ruining people's lives. None of this stopped this girl. But then she started, it started to be human, it, it, that these letters humanized the situation. And she was able to come out of the fog and realize that what her boyfriend was doing was too much and wrong. And she had to get out of there. It wasn't the dildos being sent to his house, nor the raid. It was these messages. Right. So after he gets raided and his parents bail him out of jail, they have made a obvious connection between him and Charlie Evans and Wendy Wu has done all of her note taking. And so it's time to go to trial, honey. The trial starts. And this is where Charles wakes up and is like, oh my God, Charlotte did something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know what trial is. Yeah. It's crazy because also Charlotte brings up a very good point that like he covered his face when he was leaving yeah. the prison after being bailed out. And she's like, I don't understand. Are you covering your face? I thought you wanted everybody's face and including their penises and their boobies to be shown upon everywhere. I, yeah. thought, I thought that's what you wanted. Oh, you know, not for you. Okay. Just for other people. Yeah. The trail starts and basically what happens is they take a plea deal both of these gentlemen and it's for one count each. And I thought that was a little harsh, but they have to say it's just sometimes good to get things done or get people 
justice. Like, no, you didn't think that was harsh. No, I don't. It was harsh. I'm sorry. You're right. I was hard. I said I thought it was harsh, but I meant it wasn't harsh enough. Mm-hmm. I thought it wasn't harsh enough. I thought it was incredibly lenient, uh, lenient, incredibly lenient. Like this man has ruined people's lives. And we only had one testimony and that was from Kayla. And she was going back and forth whether or not she was going to do it. But at the end, she decided to do it. And she went in there with shaky hands and tears in her eyes. And she read her testimony of how this man negatively negatively affected her. And she says that Charlie Evans actually turned around and said he was sorry to her while Hunter said nothing. Yeah. She's her daughter's, you know, she's her mother's daughter. So she has, you know, absolutely the strength to do this. And I was really happy for her. And at the same time, giving a victim impact statement, it's really good because even if he doesn't want to hear it, he's forced to. I like forcing that man to do anything. You just sit there. You sit there. <laughs> Try not to hear. There's no air buds in on your ear. Anyway, so yeah, Charlie doesn't apologize. They get their convictions. Basically, Charlie gets 21 months, maybe maybe two years, and Hunter gets two and a half years. After that, they have some restitution and some years on probation. It, and that's funny because you did that look up yourself. That's not even truly, it, it talked about a little bit in the episode, but like, I just felt like they didn't provide us an end. Like I didn't need to hear about butt girl, butthole girl, but you said you wanted to know more about that. And I just wanted to know, I really wanted to know what the girlfriend thought throughout this whole thing. Like, why didn't anybody ask her, did it bother you that he was cheating on you? Did it bother, like, I need more information. Like it just, the storytelling, while this was interesting to find out and to know, I'm going to, as a person who watches documentary and as a person who is a story, tells stories on, I'm a raggator, I'm a raggator. If you guys follow me on my YouTube, uh, just call me wall. I tell stories all the time. Like I reiterate things. I felt like this was not done well. I feel like there was holes holes yeah yeah i would have listen i would have loved to have gotten the mother involved like i would have loved to see was there not a cousin or someone that he grew up with was he always shitty to women the questions i want to ask his girlfriend are like okay did he like did he was he violent towards you was he mean towards you or was he a different person with you was he loving with you like i don't get it. Is he also telling you like put your fist up your badge you know like that's all whatever so i'm going to give you the update of all that i can of what i found post this documentary for hunter because listen I don't know if you want to do that. I don't know if you want to take the time to search in your life, but you definitely are lovingly listening to this podcast, honey. And I got to, I offer you to this. I offer you only this. Basically after he got out, which was 2017 in May, he's banned from social medias, but somehow I think he still has a Twitter and he's posting like gym selfies and things like that. That gets taken down. His mother, then I also think, tried to say that he was hacked, but I don't know if that was true or not. Cause it was very, it was very shady. He also, he makes comments like he's going to make the internet great again. It feels like he probably is on truth social, which is Donald Trump's uh, site. He also does release a book like how he made the internet great or whatever. And there are lots of Amazon reviews, like five-star reviews from his dumb friends, like saying that's great. But besides that, it's very actually hard to find any update about him. I found one picture and he looks disgusting, but basically he, he doesn't exist or he is somehow living this world, uh, honey, underground. How does he make money? I wonder. I, I'm glad of it. I'm gl- I, for one, do not need to know anything about him specifically as an update, because the fact that they only gave him 21 months is crazy. 
it's crazy to me, but it's also maybe before, you know, R. Kelly and and Cosby and because he's up in there with them folk, like to me of what he did to these women. And so I think it's just pre that. And because he isn't a famous black man, so. But, it, yeah, I want to know about I want I just want to know mainly more about the girlfriend because I just think it's so interesting that they gave her so many cinematic shots and she gave us no information. Yeah, like the other thing again that I want to know about is Butthole Girl Destiny because it was a very sad story and we obviously are seeing her and so the fact that we see her now, you know, and they use this kind of. 50s, 60s style, what is that? Background? Um, yeah, like stage, stage, mob background or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, is she, is she working like at a Vegas lounge? Like, I don't understand what's, what is she doing now? You know, like, can you, can you give me something? Like, how are her kids? Because the kids, remember the kids? Like, how is she in therapy? Like, I want to know if she's in therapy. Like, you know, is, is she talking to someone every week? Like, I want to know if all these women are talking to someone. I That's the bow at the end that I'm missing in this docu-series. And the docu, sorry, the docu-series also said that they had gotten Hunter Moore involved at the preliminary stages and that he backed out. You brought up a very good point that all these women seemed like they were on some kind of mood stabilizers while they were talking. And so from that, I, I would agree. I think that this is all a very, very traumatic time and that in order for them to have this conversation, because, you know, these conversations aren't just an hour. It's like two or three hours of shooting. Mm-hmm. And so you have to relive this time in your life, this time that for you, whether or not you meant to or not, it was a very shameful time. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of like beating up yourself and you know, now you're, I mean, I know some people are not on social media and they're okay with that. I think I would be really sad at this point if I had to leave social media. And so I'm looking at these women who cannot partake in something that's occurring, that's around them. And not to say that people who don't partake in social media don't know what's going on in the world. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that like, it's a part, it's an integral part of my life. And if somebody had tainted it and ruined it for me, or whenever I feel like it's being tainted or ruined for me in my like professional life, it makes me very sad because I want to partake. I'm not a crazy person, so I'm not here doing negative things, but I want to go on there and laugh. I want to go on there and make people laugh. But to have it be this like unsafe place because you never know who might hack your computer or go through your shit and expose private things that just because it's on the internet does not mean it needs to be shared and does not mean that it's father fodder for anyone, especially if you're going to link their names and the place that they, Oh, remember when Charlotte linked where he lived and then like, he felt like it was war. Yeah. So Charlotte actually put his address somewhere like on the, on Twitter. She put his address on Twitter. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't know what she was doing. But yeah, like the early stages of doxing and revenge porn, but yeah, his final comment was, about the documentary was that they had again reached out to him and the reason why he didn't do it it was because they wanted him to say certain things and they weren't going to let him say his side of the story at the end of the day the documentary themselves people are like yeah he dropped out but we're gonna use him anyway as like a he a ha ha he he to him for being somebody who used people's photos and without consent without consent and like you know he can come after them if 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 he wants to, but his face is on the internet now and it will never be in its public domain, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Again, I wonder how rich his parents are to like, in, in the sense of like what they put up with and how he, 
lives and makes money. But you're right. I didn't think of the, the fact that they could have been wealthy in order to like not go down with all of his antics. Yeah. James, we love you. Charlotte, we love you. Thank you so much for the work that you guys did. And Charlotte, by the way, went on to pass laws in 48 states for women's rights and the internet stuff. And I don't know if I love Charlotte. Speak for yourself. Okay. But Charlotte loves, I'll tell you what Charlotte also <laughs> loves. Charlotte loves an under eye eyeliner, honey, and that's it. You know, yeah. a lot of older women love that because I think it like, it was something that happened back in the day. Yeah, they, it made their eye look bigger or something. They, 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 they hold on to it. Yeah. But I do, I do love them. And I also just think, you know, like, the brightest blue eyes, Charlotte. I mean. The pictures of her from the 70s, crashing parties, like hot mama. And she's probably the tiniest little thing you ever did see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kayla's hot too. And that's pink. All right, my loves. Let's talk. If you want to follow us on social medias, you're welcome to follow us on social medias. We are sweeties. We are on Facebook, maybe. I don't know. I don't We're not on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> We're on TikTok at DocuSweeties2. We are on Instagram, which is where I really want you to go. And mm -hmm. Twitter at DocuSweeties, honey. That's where we're doing our work on that Instagram, okay? And what other things do we have? And if you want to get exclusive content, if you want to get the visual of what you're listening to right now, you can join us on Patreon.com slash DocuSweeties and pledge $10 a month to get so much amazing content and, and support us, support us, get the stuff early, get the visual and support us. And the more, the more patrons we get, the better stuff we can put on Patreon. Look, if the family can support Hunter, then you can support us. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, can you admit that those people live and die by that man? If that man had a had Patreon, Patreon at that time, like how much money that man would have made, which is horrifying. Fine. Oh my I know. God. I would have, I really hate that for him, but I mean, at least it didn't happen then. <sighs> but yeah, but we are so excited to have some content there. We're going to have some more fun podcast shows to give to you. So thank you so much. And the final thing, just like people are reviewing his dumbass book on Amazon, giving them five stars. Please remember to give this podcast five stars wherever you are listening to it and sharing amongst your friends. We love you guys so much. And it's a pleasure talking to your ears. I don't know if I love you guys, so speak for yourself. God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so thank you guys again, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.